You're listening to IUPR Bible Podcast with your host, the Apostle Reuben, teaching the people the Bible, podcasting out of Little Rock, Arkansas. All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. Brothers and sisters, I had to do a remake of... um, a podcast that I titled The Secret Rapture, the cover-up to deception because there was a few problems in that podcast episode. So what we're going to do, brothers and sisters, is we're going to go right back into it. But before I do that, I want to say that when we talk about the secret rapture, those in the Sunday community, which derives from Catholicism, bring up two verses in the book of Daniel, which we will address later. But I'm going to be taking most of my content out of Matthew chapter 24. So let's get to it. Matthew chapter 24, I'm going to start in verse 3. Now, I'm not going to read all of Matthew 24. But I'm going to read most of Matthew 24 because we want to acknowledge this doctrine. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? That's the question. And what shall be the sign of thy coming? and of the end of the world. Verse four says, And Christ answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, the many that shall come in my name, what is the name that Christ is talking about, because a lot of people think it's, this is a title. It is not a title. It's not Yahushai. It's not Yeshua or Joshua. But the name is going to be revealed in the book of Acts 5.28. I'm taking you here for a precept. Acts 5.28 says, saying, did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. The name was doctrine. So when we go back to Matthew 24, verse 5, it says, For many shall come in my name, the doctrine. They They shall teach my doctrine, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Now I want to drop down to verse 9 because I have a lot to cover in this podcast episode. It says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, my doctrine's sake. 
Verse 10. And then shall many be offended and betray one another and shall hate one another. Verse 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Now, what makes a prophet false? Now, you hear, you would hear me call a Sunday minister false, and you would hear a Sunday minister call me a lawkeeper false. But let's define false. The book of Psalms, chapter 119. What is a what makes a preacher a false preacher? Psalms 119, verse 18 says, Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes. The statutes are the commandments of the law. You'll find that you'll find the precept that statutes are the law in Hebrews 9, verse 19. I'm gonna read that again. Psalms 119, verse 18. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Why? Because they teach against the law. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to reveal this. When you go to the book of 1 Peter, and before I do that, let me read the other scripture. Psalms 119 verse 104 says, Through thy precepts I get understanding, which are the laws. Therefore, I hate every false way. So anything against the law is false. And you have many preachers teaching against the law, making them false Preachers. Now, I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you this. Now, the preachers say the law is done away in Christ. When they say that the law is done away in Christ, what they intend for you to believe and understand is Genesis and Malachi has no effect anymore in this book. That is what they're saying. Genesis through Malachi has no more effect when it comes to this book. But I want to show you something. I want to get 1 Peter. I want to get 1 Peter because I want to read this. It's going to play a very, 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 very important part in this podcast episode. I'm going to get two chat. I'm going to get a, a two scriptures out of Peter. One out of 1 Peter, one out of 2 Peter. So 1 Peter. Chapter 1, First Peter chapter 1, verse 10 says, Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, the Old Testament prophets, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow and the glory that should follow and the glory that should follow. Second Peter, I want you to remember that verse and the glory that should follow. Second Peter 1, verse 21. Why read verse 20 and 21? Second Peter 1, verse 20 and 21. Knowing this first, this is verse 20, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. See, when 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 you see brothers and sisters, how preachers do it 
it takes you back now we're going to go back to second peter 1 verse 20 but i want to go to the book of jeremiah chapter 30. no jeremiah 23 jeremiah 23 excuse me there jeremiah 23 and read verse 30. it says therefore behold i am against the prophets saith the lord that steal my words every one from his neighbor verse 31 behold i am against the prophets saith the lord that use their tongues and say he saith what god is saying is listen they're not speaking by my mouth they're speaking out of their own hearts let's get jeremiah 23 16. let's drop go back to verse 16. let me show you in depth what the lord is talking about thus saith the lord of hosts hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you they make you vain they speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the lord the mouth of the lord is the scriptures this is what they do this is what they do now let's go back to first peter 1 and read verse 20 again knowing this first that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of god spake as they were moved by the holy ghost so brothers and sisters the holy ghost was in the prophets in the old testament now i want to go to the book of matthew chapter 5 matthew chapter 5 in verse 17 where christ says think not that i am come to destroy the law or the prophets why because the spirit of christ was in those men when they wrote you cannot destroy the spirit that's why romans chapter 7 verse 14 says for the law is spiritual for i am carnal sold under sin the law is spirit you cannot do away with spirit but you can do away with carnal the carnal law of sacrifice in the temple mentioned in Romans chapter now excuse me Hebrews chapter 7 when it talks about the Levitical priesthood I'm not going to go into that in this podcast episode but it'll be at a later time Matthew 5 verse 18 says for verily I say unto you till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle in no wise in no wise pass from the law shall in no wise pass from the law Till all be fulfilled now back to peter 1 first peter 1 and verse 11 again we're going to read it it says searching what or what manner of time the spirit of christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of christ and the glory the glory that should follow. Acts 3, verse 18. Acts 3, verse 18. 
Acts 3 verse 18 says, but those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. But the prophets also wrote of the glory to follow. And you're going to see that in this podcast episode. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. So we understand Matthew 24 verse 11 is talking about false preachers. Preachers that tell you that the law is done away or the law is fulfilled and have not taught you of the glory which was to follow mentioned in 1 Peter 1.11 which the prophets saw and testified. And best believe, brothers and sisters, they testified of the second coming. But your pastors don't want to teach it to you because there's terrible graphics. So they must just, they much rather give you a little pep talk, a song and a dance in the church, a tie gathering, and out the door Sunday after Sunday. That is the mission of those that are under the 501c3 tax exemption. There are doctrines you have to teach in order to qualify. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12 says that because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Verse 13 says, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Endure to the end. The same shall be saved. Now, what I want to do, I want to say this in verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. It says this, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. It says this, then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetops not come down to take anything out of the house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And it says this, and woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. Because there was a time, brothers and sisters, where it was prophesied in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Because remember, brothers and sisters, Christ is talking about the tribulation along with the so-called rapture as they teach. One event leads unto the other. We're going to look at those scriptures. But he says, woe to them that have to give suck in those days because of Deuteronomy 28, verse 53, um, where it says, and thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body, 
and the flesh of thy sons and of thy daughters, which the Lord God hath given thee in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee. Now, I'm going to explain that or elaborate that a little more as I go in or elaborate on that a little more as I get into the podcast episode. Verse 21, I'm going to go down to verse 21. It says, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. So Christ is saying since the beginning of the world to the time he and the disciples are living in, there have not been such a great tribulation. But there will be a tribulation toward the end time. I want you to pay attention. No, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, brothers and sisters, if you ask your Sunday pastors who are the elect, they will tell you the church, the Baptist church, the Pentecostal church the Episcopalian church, the Catholic church, the Methodist church. And he would be wrong. He would be giving you a carnal answer. Remember, we went back to Jeremiah 23, verse 30. They speak out of their own hearts. They say, thus saith the Lord, he saith. The he saith mean you get these preachers behind the pulpit and saying that the Lord said, and they have no scripture. Let's find out who this elect is. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 4. Isaiah 45, verse 4 says, For Jacob my servant's sake, and Israel mine elect, I have called, I, I, excuse me, I have even called thee by thy name, and I have surnamed thee though thou hast not known me. Now, Israel is the elect of God. Not all churches, the 12 tribes, is the elect of God. Now, you may have some ministers that are slick and say that the 12 tribes are done away, but let's take a look at a couple of verses to discredit that notion. Acts chapter 26, verse 7. It says this, Acts 26, verse 12, Acts chapter 26, verse 7, Paul is before Agrippa. Acts 26, verse 7 says, Unto which promises are 12, 12 tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come, for which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Paul says that this work that he is doing for the promise made of the fathers and he says verse 7 to our 12 tribes is letting you know that the 12 tribes are still on earth james chapter 1 james chapter 1 because they they're quick to say done away 
in order to keep from giving you scripture. James 1 verse 1 says, a servant of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. The 12 tribes were never done away. The elect are the 12 tribes of Israel. They will be at the end according to this Olivet prophecy. Verse 23 of Matthew 24. Matthew 24, verse 23. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now, First Corinthians, chapter eleven. Second Corinthians, excuse me. Second Corinthians, chapter eleven, verse four. This is Paul. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. And we bear with him with these scriptures. But I want you to notice, remember Christ says in Matthew 24, verse 24, there shall arise false Christ. False Christ. Now, of course, when we go to the book of Revelation, chapter 1, Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Servants again are the children of israel leviticus 25 verse 55 unto me the children of israel are servants and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant john so when we go to the book of revelations chapter 1 verse 14 it gives a description of Jesus Christ according to the Bible. It says, His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like to fine brass as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Now, if you go to Revelation Chapter 2, verse 18, it says, And unto the angel of the church of Thyatira, write, These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. Now, what we're going to do, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm giving you the description of Christ. Now, you may hear preachers says, preachers, of the Sunday church says the hair of 
his head was white like wool. They want to try to avoid the wool part and say white. But I'm going to go back to another, I'm going to go back to the Old Testament. I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to go back to the Old Testament. In the book of Daniel chapter 10. Now we were in Revelation um, chapter 1 verse 14 and 15. But now I want to go to the book of Daniel chapter 10 and verse 5 and 6. Daniel saw the same vision John saw. Then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in fine linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Uphaz, or Euphaz. Verse 6, his body was also like a burl. He had a green garment, and his face as the appearance of lightning, glory. Just because Christ's glory shined in his face does not take away the fact that it was some other type of glorified state he was in that would make his image different. No. Glory, power was in his face. Verse 6, Daniel 10, verse 6. His body also was like a burrow and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps, and his arms and his feet like in color of polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. So you have lamps of fire, which John describes as flames of fire. You have his arms and his feet likened to polished brass. John called them brass that was burned in a furnace. Daniel says his words were like the voice of a multitude, deep voice, very deep voice. John says in verse 15, and his voice as the sound of many waters. So Daniel and John had a, a vision of Christ. Christ revealed himself unto them. But Daniel also seen the Father, the Ancient of Days, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. And I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as a burning fire. You know, have you ever looked at, um, I'm thinking Marvel, when you, when you saw uh, the throne of Thanos and how it was set up, he actually had a moving throne. His throne would move, it could move up, it could move down, it could move around. These people in Hollywood clearly understand some of the things that are written in the Bible. 
and they put it in their movies. Side note. But the point is that the image of, because, you know, you got some people that say Christ is a spirit. They go back to, Daniel, excuse me, John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. God is the spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So God doesn't have a body. He doesn't have an image. But when you go back to the book of Exodus 24, verse 10, it says, and they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. And as it were, a body, body, body of heaven in its clearness. So this spirit had a body. See, brothers and sisters, these theologians know that God has a image and his image is the image of a black man. But we who are black are made in, in his image, Genesis 1, 26, 27. This is the eternal image. Even the angels in the book of Ezekiel 1, verse 7 and 8, they had feet that were also brass. So you're dealing with brass beings, the color of brown and dark brown. But yet, we see a white image of Christ touching the finger of a white image of God. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. You're listening. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. Today's podcast episode features the rapture or the secret rapture. Now, brothers and sisters, when we take a look at this other Jesus, now, and he even says in Ezekiel 40 and 3 that he saw a man that was of brass. So these beings are brass-like beings, dark beings, heavenly beings. These beings did not change as the Bible went on. These beings were brass before Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 was written by Moses, who wrote it by the Holy Ghost. If you read Isaiah chapter 63, verses 9, 10, and 11, the Bible mentions that Moses had the Holy Spirit. So Moses just didn't write anything on this paper on his own. He was inspired once again by the Holy Ghost. Now, a lot of people will say, well, I think you're putting too much into this. I'm not putting too much into this. When you read Mark 8, because people don't realize when they say it doesn't matter, it does matter. 
the image of Christ does matter, Mark 838, whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me, 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 whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. So the only thing Christ mentioning is mentioning here is that you are ashamed you say it doesn't matter if a black man said it doesn't matter if christ is black that means he's ashamed and afraid to admit that why because he has been deceived into thinking that he would be racially motivated if he confessed that john 7 verse 38 he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. If you believeth on me, as the scripture has said, not only my image, not only my words, not only my sufferings, but my glory to follow. Everything that is mentioned. In the Bible about Christ Christ says he that believeth on me as the scripture has said out of his belly which is his mind shall flow rivers of living waters which are the scripture Ephesians 5 26 says and he shall cleanse it by the washing of water by the word the word is synonymous to water verse 39 but he spake this of the spirit see he spake this of the Spirit. Your pastors do not have the Holy Spirit. There's nothing holy about Sunday ministers. That is why you will never get taught the scriptures in Sunday church. Let's go back to the book of Matthew. And I, I went that route, brothers and sisters, to show that there are other Christs. The only other Christ that there is is a Caucasian image of Christ. It's not in the book, but there are pictures everywhere in the world with Christ being a feminine type being. And that's only to soften up the spirit to make you think that when he comes in his second coming, he's going to come down as he looks and pick you up and take you into heaven. No, brothers and sisters, we're going to find out the truth in this podcast episode. Let's go to the book of Matthew. Chapter 24, verse 25. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore, if they shall say unto you, behold, He's in the desert. Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret, secret chambers. Believe him not. As the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 28. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. 
or wheresoever the carcass is. Now let's go to a prophet. The book of Nahum. The book of Nahum. Because, brothers and sisters, Christ is prophesying the end, but the prophets also saw the end. The book of Nahum, chapter 3, verse 3. It says this. Now, I, I, want, I'm a, I, want, I want to start up in verse 1. It says, Woe to the bloody city. It is all full of lies and robbery. The prey departeth not. Who are the prey? Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 49, verse 24. See, this is what you'll never get in Sunday church. Who are the prey? It says this. Shall this Isaiah 49 verse 24 shall the prey be taken away from the mighty or the lawful 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 captives delivered verse 25 but thus saith the Lord even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered for I will contend with him that contend with thee, and I will save thy children. Verse 26, and I will feed them that oppress thee. He's talking about Israel. Israel is the prey. I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh, and they shall be drunkard with their own blood. That's with sweet wine. And all flesh shall know that I am the Lord. I, excuse me, that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer and the Mighty One of Jacob. Israel is that prey. Go back to Nahum 3 and 3. It says, Woe unto the bloody city. It is all full of lies and robbery. You can understand through the history how there were lies and robberies when it comes to the building of the good old USA and the prey which are holding the children of Israel captive which they try to pretend like they're not by having these ministers lie verse 2 the noise of a whip the noise of the rattling of the wheels and the prancing horses and the jumping chariots Verse 3, the horsemen lifted up both the bright sword and the glittering spear. And there is a multitude of slain, a great number of carcasses, and there is none into their corpses. They stumble upon corpses. Verse 4, because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well-favored harlot, the same harlot that's mentioned in Revelation 18, whose sins have gone up to God. The mistress of witchcrafts sounds a lot like the United States that selleth nations through her whoredoms. Sounds a lot like the United States and families through her witchcraft. The United States is always in the business of other nations, trying to change them from their original understanding that were passed down from their forefathers. 
If you look across, brothers and sisters, the way you'll see many of these Arabian women who had their head covers and their bodies covered now just have the head covering and a pair of pants on. And pretty soon they're going to come out the head cover. See, when you get with the well-favored harlot, you'll see nations become like her through her witchcraft. But it's not about that. We're talking about the corpses. Matthew 24, 4, verse 28, For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Psalm 79, verse 1. Because, see, brothers and sisters, there are events that took place that is going to show that the Olivet prophecy is prospect to us and retrospect to us. Some of the things that Christ is talking about already happened a couple of thousand years ago, but some of the things Christ is saying hasn't happened. Psalm 79 verse 1 says, O God, the heathen are common to thine inheritance. In thy holy temple they have defiled. They have laid Jerusalem on heaps. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to the meat, given to be meat unto the fowls, which were eagles, of the heavens, and their flesh of thy saints unto the beasts of the field. Their blood they have shed like water round about Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. You're going to see this, brothers and sisters, come out as we read on. Matthew 24, verse 29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Psalms 124 and 2. Psalms chapter 124. Or I'm thinking, okay, no, excuse me. Psalms 122, verse 4. Psalms 122, verse 4. I'll read verse 3. Jerusalem is built, built it as a city that is compacted together. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, until the testimony of of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. So the tribes that are talked about here are the twelve. They're going to be mourning for the sign of the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with great power and great glory. So Christ is coming with power and glory. 
let's go back up to verse 29. It says, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Let's look at this again. Let's get the book of Isaiah 13. It said the sun should be dark. Sunday pastor read by this, and that is all he's going to do. Now, what's going to happen when Christ returns with this great power and glory? The book of Isaiah 13 and 9, it says, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate. He shall destroy the sinners out of it. See, the Lord is coming back to destroy transgressors of the law. Watch this. Verse 10, for the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light and the sun shall be darkened and it's going forth. Same thing Christ said in Matthew 24, 29. And the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Verse 11, and I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will punish Christ is just not going to come back to this earth and gather his elect. As we're going to read in Matthew 24, other things are going to happen as well. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. The proud are those that don't keep the law. Psalms 119, verse 21. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed which err from thy commandments. Psalms 119, verse 85. The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. The Bible tells you what the proud is. The proud of the lawless to cease and will lay low the harshness of the terrible. And I will make man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Precious means a lot of men are going to die. You're not going to be, it's going to be far and few between you finding a man. That's how many men are going to die. Watch this. It says, verse 13, therefore I will shake the heavens. Remember, Christ said, the powers of the heavens shall be shaken in verse 29 of Matthew, verse 24. Chapter 24 of Matthew, verse 29, the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. The book of Isaiah 13, verse 13 says, Therefore I will shake the heavens, and the earth shall be removed out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and the day of his fierce anger. Verse 14, And it shall be as the chaste robe, and as a sheep that take that. Let me read that again. As a sheep that no man taketh up that day and that day they shall every man turn to his own people and flee everyone into his own land see in that day there will be no integration verse 15 everyone that is found shall be thrust through and everyone that is joined unto them the them are the wicked 
those that lie and transgress God's law shall fall by the sword. See, when Christ returns, brothers and sisters, there's going to be other things that happen. This is why your preacher doesn't want to go back. See, remember Isaiah saying the same thing Christ is saying. The sun shall be darkened. The moon shall not give her light. The stars shall not shine. Joel 3.15. See, prophets also saw what is called the glory to follow. But there's death involved in it. And so guess what? Your pastor doesn't want to read death because, you know, people will inquire. Well, why are we going to die? Because you're not keeping the law. Why would your pastor tell you that? You'll leave the church just like that, snap of a finger. Joel 3, verse 14. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon shall be darkened, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. And the Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth shall be shall shake, but the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. See, again, that sun is darkened. The moon shall not give her light. The powers of the heavens shall be shaken. The valley of decision. See, brothers and sisters, Christ is not going into graphics, but the prophets did. There's going to be trouble at the return of Christ. Verse 31. Matthew 24, verse 31 says, And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. His elect are the children of Israel. It's not all denominations, children of Israel. The Bible keeps telling you that the children of Israel. I'm going to show you this. Why did it say this? Deuteronomy 30 and 4. Deuteronomy 30 and 4. It says this, if any, if any of thine be driven out unto the uttermost parts of heaven, from thence the Lord will, the Lord thy God will gather thee, from thence will he fetch thee. Verse 5, and the Lord thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and thou shalt possess it. And he will do thee good and multiply thee above thy father. See, brothers and sisters, the gathering was us from all nations, the four winds of heaven, the elect. Not He's not coming down here to gather every single nation. He's coming to gather his elect. Let's get the book. Let's see the prophets again. They saw this, the book of Amos. The book of Amos, chapter 9, verse 9. For lo, I will command, and I will sift the house of Israel from among all nations, like corn is sifted in a seed. Yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. See, he's going to take 
that's why when it says the least grain shall not fall upon the earth just it's because they will be in the air air the book of first thessalonians the book of first thessalonians they integrate nations into scripture where as we read and you see you don't so far see all nations in what is called being caught up and it definitely isn't secret again again it says and verse 30 and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth shall mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory let's look at paul first thessalonians 4 verse 16 for the lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of god and the dead in christ shall rise first I can't understand why they have this doctrine of going to heaven when the bible says the dead in christ shall rise first well verse 17 then we we remember paul is talking to the jews in thessalonica Acts 17 verse 1 says the jews were in thessalonica one of the clues you'll see one of the clues you'll see is in verse 13 but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Brethren, now remember I had a podcast episode that I titled, What Did Paul Mean When He Wrote Neither Jew Nor Greek? And I told you that the Jews did not call Greeks or Romans brethren. They called each other brethren based off Romans 9, verse 1 through 4. Paul's brethren was the Israelites. Verse 17, back to 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now remember the shout. Now while one people is going into the air, Watch what happens in Jeremiah chapter 25. You're going to read about that same shout. I did this in I said I read this before when I uh talked about Tony Evans in the rapture. That was the first part. But I'm going back over this again. It says, Therefore prophesy against them all these words and say unto them, The Lord shall roar from on high and utter his voice from his holy habitation he shall mightily roar upon his habitation and he shall give a shout same thing paul says a shout as they that tread the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth verse 31 a noise shall come up great noise even to the ends of the earth for the lord has a controversy with the nations 
and he will plead with all flesh and he will give them that are wicked to the sword saith the lord the wicked of the lawless proverbs chapter 28 verse 4 he who turneth his ear away from hearing the law praise the wicked but such as keep the law contend with them. the wicked are the sinners you read that in psalms 59 and 5 the transgressors are the wicked those that don't keep the law are the wicked verse 32 thus saith the lord of hosts behold evil shall go forth from nation to nation and a great whirlwind shall be raised up from from the coast of the earth verse 33 and the slain of the lord shall be in that day from one end of the earth even until the other end of the earth corpses upon corpses nahum three and three death And they shall not be lamented. Neither shall they be gathered nor buried. They shall be dung, which is human waste upon the ground. See, this is a prophecy of the second coming of Christ. This is that glory which was to follow, which these preachers don't want to read. See that same shout mentioned in First Thessalonians four seventeen is the same shout that is mentioned in Jeremiah twenty five and thirty. What comes beyond beyond that shout? Death. Revelation eleven. I'm showing you, brothers and sisters, that when those that are up in the air because i'm going over the scripture those that are going up into the air are not all nations revelation chapter 11 and verse 12. now this is talking about revelation 11 and three days and a half the spirit of life from god entered into them and they stood upon their feet the spirit of god the spirit of life is found in romans 8 verse 2. for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed me from the law of sin and death, which was sacrifice. Paul, you sin, you die. He who despises Moses' law die in the hand of two or three witnesses, Hebrews 10, 28. That's not the subject. Verse 12, and they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, come up hither. And they ascended up into heaven in a cloud, again, in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them again letting you know that all nations are not going to be taken up they that ascended up remember the bible says in uh first thessalonians 4 17 that they shall be caught up that's the second verse revelation 11 and 12 that said they're going to go up hosea Hosea, right after Daniel, chapter 1. So far, the only ones going up is Israel. Only one you see that are going to be taken and gathered is Israel. So, brothers and sisters, after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to start in the book of Hosea, chapter 1, 
verse 10 and 11. You're listening to IUPR Radio with your host, the Apostle Ruben. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Our topic is the secret rapture. We were supposed to be going, which we are going, into the book of Hosea 1 and 10. And 11. Hosea chapter 1, verse 10 says, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people there, it shall be said unto them, ye are the sons of the living God. Because, brothers and sisters, I have yet to do a podcast episode on the true children of Israel. And believe me, there will be tons of verses, and they're going to be explained to who the true children of Israel are. Verse 11. Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together. And appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. They shall come up, they shall come up again. There's the word up out of the land. Great shall be the day of the deliverance of Jezreel, which is another name for Israel. Jeremiah 16, verse 15. The prophets saw. The children of Israel coming up out of lands. The book of Jeremiah 16, verse 15. But, but the Lord liveth that brought the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands whither he had driven them. And I will bring them again unto their land that I gave to their fathers. See, brothers and sisters, the Bible says that, but as, but the Lord liveth that brought up, this is a prophecy, brought up, caught up, brought up, taken up, however you want to say it. As it says in Matthew 24, let's go back, verse 31, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now, we, you know, I want to drop down to verse 36 it says but of that day and hour knoweth no man no not the angels of heaven but my father only but as in the days of noah were so shall the coming of the son of man be for as in the days that were before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that noah entered the ark 
and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall the, the coming of the Son of Man be. Now it says the flood took, took them all away. Another word for took. Well, let me say it like this. Three forms. Take, taken, and took. So, God, through Christ, is revealing how the second coming is going to be. Verse 40, it says, Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding in the mill. The one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord is coming. So they use this to say that in the coming of Christ, one will be taken, and that is up into heaven, and the other left to be in the tribulation. We'll get to the tribulation in a minute. Let's go to the book of Luke. Let's go to the book of Luke. Remember I said some of this was retrospect to our time. Some of this has already happened. The book of Luke chapter 17. Luke is going to record exactly what Matthew recorded. Luke 17 verse 32 says, Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you that in the night there shall be two men in one bed. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken, the other left. Two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Now here's what Matthew didn't mention. We go to verse 37. Watch this. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. We read it in Psalm 79, verse 1. The eagles, the birds, prey that feed off flesh. But they're not going to have to that day because there will be flesh laying everywhere. Wherever the body is, the eagles should be gathered together. Now, I'm going to show you something. One shall be taken, the other left. The book of Zechariah 14, verse 2. One and one. Remember, one and one. One and one. The book of Zechariah, chapter 14, verse 2. Zechariah records this action Christ is talking about. He says, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses raffled, or rifled, and the women ravished. Watch this. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. One and one. Half is one, 
residue is one. When it says they shall be taken, it is not talking about into the sky with Christ. Taken means taken as they that were taken in the flood were killed. Christ is not talking about all the earth here. The first thing we need to go back and look at, see, half the city will be taken. The first thing we need to go back and do when we read Matthew 24 is understand that Christ was talking about the temple. When he says, see ye not all these things, verily I say unto you, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be trodden down. This is talking about the temple. And the sign of the sun, the sign of the things that were to come were to come upon Jerusalem. Luke chapter 24, verse Luke chapter 24, 21. We'll start in 21. Luke 21, verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles to the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. None of this prophecy was to all nations. It was to Jerusalem. One shall be taken, the other left, like we read in Zechariah 14 and 2. But the pastors made it to where it was, they had integrated it to where it was all, no, one and one, there's not going to be one and one of seven point whatever billion people being taken in the other half left. No. This is talking about Jerusalem. I want to go back up to verse 29 of Matthew 24. It said, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. And the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens be shaken. Now, it talks about the tribulation. But I want to go, let, let's go back to verse 21. Matthew 24, verse 21. For then shall be great tribulation, such as it was not since the beginning of the world, and this time no, no nor ever shall be. Tribulation. Let's go back. Who's going to be in the tribulation? Deuteronomy 4. Deuteronomy 4, and I'm going to read verse 27 through 30. It says, And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations. He's talking about Israel. And you shall be left few in number among the heathen, whether the Lord shall lead you. And there you shall serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor see. Excuse me, but if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, Second uh, Chronicles 14, verse 4, explains what seeking is. Second Chronicles 14, verse 4. To seek the Lord God is to keep his commandments, which is what they are trying to keep the true children from doing. Thou shalt find him if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul when thou art in tribulation. It didn't say all nations will be in tribulation. It said when thou, thou 
heart in tribulation and all these things are come upon thee even in the latter days the last days before the return of christ if thou turn to the lord thy god thou shalt be obedient and shall be obedient to his voice his voice is the law deuteronomy 13 verse 18 is where you'll find the proof of that verse 31 for the lord thy god is a merciful god he will not forsake thee neither destroy thee nor forget the covenant of thy fathers which he swore unto them look thou art in tribulation in tribu and, and israel went through this tribulation before they went through the tribulation before it was evident when you look at the book of judges chapter 10 verse 14 see paul says whatsoever was written aforetime was written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope romans 15 and 4. you got to go back to the history and look and see judges chapter 10 verse 14. i read verse 12 through 14. it says the zidonians also and the amalekites and the maonites did oppress you and ye cried to me and i delivered you out of their hands yet ye have forsaken me and served other gods the other gods were serving is the theology that come with the caucasian christ this is israel's gods they're serving now wherefore i will deliver you no more go and cry unto the gods which ye have chosen let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation first samuel 10 19. first samuel 10 verse 19 it says this and ye have this day rejected your god who himself saved you out of all of your adversities and your tribulation and ye have said unto him nay but we will set a king over us now therefore present yourselves before the lord by your tribes and by your thousands see brothers and sisters there were times before when israel was in tribulation not all nations were in tribulation the children of israel were in tribulation but all of a sudden when we get to matthew 24 verse 21 all nations are going to be in tribulation there's not going to be anybody oppressing them there's no oppressor or tribulator there's no one on no one somehow everybody is going to be in a tribulation but there's no one causing it. that doesn't make sense nations cause the tribulation of israel and one of the words that was used and the tribulation in those two verses was oppressed. Now when we look at when we look at the book of Acts 10, 
Acts 10. Watch this, Acts 10. Verse 38 says, and how God anointed uh, Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, which is law. The law is holy, just, and good, Romans 7 and 12, and healing them that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. Now, the devil is found in the book of 1 John 3, verse 8. He that doeth not righteousness, which is the law, is of the devil. And Christ called the Pharisee the devil, who was unfound of the devil of Rome. So they were being oppressed because they were paying taxes to Rome. You wonder why Jews are paying taxes to Romans. Remember, Christ said this, if you don't believe it. Christ said in Matthew 17, verse 25, he says, verse 25, and he said, yes, and when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, what thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute, their own children of strangers. And Peter said unto him of strangers, and Jesus said unto him, then are the children free. So they were bound, they were bond to Rome. They weren't free, they were bond to Rome. Rome was oppressing them, and they were in a tribulation. That's why Christ said in Matthew 24, again, When he's talking, you have to listen. He says, for there shall be great tribulation. Such was not since the beginning of the world. Israel had already been in tribulation in the Old Testament. To this time, which they were in tribulation at that time. Nor. No, nor ever shall be. So the tribulation that they had been through up into the time of Christ, the last one of the children of Israel will be worse than them all. Revelation 7. This is where they go to say, well, you know, the Bible says, well, let's look. Revelations 7, verse 9. Now, we, we, I'm not going to, now, of course, I could just read to you verse 5, verses 5 through 8, but I want to read verse 9. It says, And after this I beheld in a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed in white robes and with and palms in their hands. They say, so they say, see, it says all nations, kindreds, and tongues. Well, let's go back and look at who else saw this. Isaiah 66. There's always a, 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 a prophet that saw what the apostles saw. Isaiah 66, verse 18 says this. It says, For, for I know their works and their thoughts. It shall come that I will gather all nations and tongues and they shall come and see my glory. Watch this. Verse 19, and I will set and I will set a sign among them, and I will send those that escape of them to the nations of Tarshish and Pool and Lud, 
to draw the bow and to Tubal and Yuvan or Yavin to the isles afar off that have not heard of my fame, neither have seen my glory. These are the real Japhites that, you know, that are um, scattered way out in these lands that seem, they don't, and they don't want any visitors. You know, a man went there to minister one time in one of them strange lands and was killed. These are people that they call nomads. And they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. Verse 20. And they shall bring your brethren for an offering unto the Lord out of all nations upon horses and in chariots and in litters and upon mules and upon swift beasts to my holy mountain Jerusalem, saith the Lord, as the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel unto the house of the Lord. See, verse 20 says that they're going to bring the brethren out of all nations. Let's get watch this. Revelation 5 and 9. Because it just didn't start there. Revelation 5 and 9 says this. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and has redeemed us unto God out by thy blood out of every kindred. Us is who? You're going to find that out has redeemed us out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. The us, watch this. The book of Revelation chapter 6, verse 10. It says this. Verse 9, Revelation 6 and 9 says, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. The word of God is the law of God. The word is the law. Psalms 119, verse 172. My tongue shall speak thy word. Thy commandments are righteousness. You'll find the same thing in Proverbs 13, verse 13. The word is the commandments of God. And for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell upon the earth. And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants and their brethren. 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 That should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Again. Brethren, not all nations. It keeps talking about brethren. The only brethren that is referred to in the Bible are the 12 tribes. There's no scripture you're going to find where Greeks called Jews brethren and Romans called Jews brethren. The brethren Paul was talking to are his own people. When you go back to the book of Acts, let me show you something. The book of Acts. Let's get this straight. The book of Acts. Chapter 17, verse 1. 
And when they had passed through Empophilus and Apollyona, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. So, so the book of Thessalonians 1 and 2, Jews were in Thessalonica. First and second Thessalonians. Acts chapter 18, verse 1. These things Paul departed, these after these things Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew. So Jews were in Corinth, first and second Corinthians. See, brothers and sisters, and I'm gonna read verse eight, and, and I'm, I'm I'm telling you. Certain Jews in Corinth, named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come up from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome, the book of Romans, and came unto them. The book of Acts chapter 19, verse 17. And this was known to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. The Ephesians. So Jews was in Ephesus. Acts 18, verse 23. And after he had spent some time there, he departed and went all over the country of Galatia and Phrygia in order to strengthen all the disciples, which were Jews, Galatia. Jews are in every single place Paul wrote his letters. That is why he called them brethren. See, when you look at all these kindreds and tongues, people think that this is talking about all nations but as we read in isaiah 66 verse 18 you went down to 20. god says all nations are going to come and see my glory but they're going to bring my children to my holy mountain it says this revelation 7 and 10 and they cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our not all god our god which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb and all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Let's get the book of Ezra 4 verse 3. Ezra 4, verse 3. Ezra 4, verse 3 says this, But Zerubbabel and Joshua and the rest of the chief priests of Israel said unto them, he's talking to um, those that 
those the adversaries that heard that they were going back to build the temple unto the Lord God of Israel, which is verse one, Ezra four and one. Now we go to Ezra four and three. But Zerubbabel and Joshua, or Jeshua, and the rest of the chief priests, the chief of the fathers of Israel, excuse me, said unto them, Ye have nothing to do with us to build a house unto our God, but we ourselves together shall build unto the Lord God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of the Persians, commanded us. See, Israel called God our. Nehemiah 4. Nehemiah 4, verse 4. Well, let me read verse 3. Now, Tobiah the Ammonite, Gentile, was by him. And he said, even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Verse 4. Nehemiah 4, 4. Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own heads and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. Our God. Our God. Nehemiah 4 and 20. It says this. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. The our God, or the word our, is possessive. But all of a sudden, our God went from Israel to all nations God. Brothers and sisters, stay tuned. I'll be back with my final thought. You're listening to IUPR Radio. Revelation chapter 7, verse 14 says, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. The only, only place in the Bible that notes tribulation would come to a people that was Israel. It wasn't to all nations. And they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The only nation that was in tribulation that was prophesied in the latter days was the children of Israel. You may have scripture to talk about the tribulation. And like I said, remember Romans 2 verse 9 says tribulation to the Jew and the Greek. But remember, Jews were in Rome, Acts 18 verse 2. Paul already told you his brethren was in Romans chapter 9 verse 1 through 4. He did not call Greeks and Romans brethren. You'll find that in my episode. It's in detail. What did Paul mean when he wrote neither Jew nor Greek? The Romans and Greeks weren't under the law. Nor were there any part of the Jews as a nation. See, brothers and sisters, 
the integration of nations when it comes to the Bible is not the same as the integration of the nations that are in this nation here. Oh, when you, when you talk about the Bible, everybody's integrated fairly and right. It's a cop out, but when you look into the world, cops are killing. People are calling dark people out of their name. If you look over in Ukraine, black people can't even get out of there. They're choosing all the white people first and they're letting them go. Except for a few rich folk, the rest of us are down and out. You have your preachers who give their allegiance to the Romans like the Pharisee did in Romans, I mean, excuse me, in uh, John chapter 19, verse 15. You see, brothers and sisters, what you see in the world, and when you come to this Bible, now all nations want to try to pinpoint that we're all together in Christ. But the reality is we're not. We found out, brothers and sisters, by reading this Bible ourselves and not depending on theologists or theologians that it says much different in this book than what they teach on Sunday morning. The secret rapture was a cop-out doctrine. It was given to people for comfort, to hide the truth, that in the second coming of Christ, there's going to be a lot of death and the Israelites will be taken. And that is it. As it says in Revelations chapter 11, verse 12, their enemies beheld them go up. Everybody's not going up. These are scriptures that they're not going to read in Sunday church. So what does that make them? It's a high scripture. They have the power to add and take away, right? The Bible warns them in Deuteronomy 4, verse 2, Proverbs 30, verse 6, and Revelation chapter 22, verse 18 and 19, that you should not add or take away from the word. The prophets also saw the sun darken and the moon not give their light. They had a little extra detail which pastors don't tell you because it says that the sinners will be taken and killed in the time of Christ. A sinner is a transgressor of the law and those in Sunday church don't keep the law. So that tells you who's going to be killed. And with that, I say all praises to the Sabbath keepers and those that cherish the law.